0: Welcome back to the Everyday Entrepreneur Podcast, Women in Tech, episode number 26. Hey friend, as I said, we are focused this season on women in tech. And in this episode, I want to help you ace your next tech interview. And honestly, the tips and and the method I'm going to describe doesn't just apply to women in tech or to people that work in the technology field. It can really apply to any industry or um, most industries, I should say, um, that you might be applying to. So if, even if you aren't in tech or if you want to forward this to somebody that doesn't work in tech, um, please do and know that this format is transferable. But I'm I'm going to cue and, and kind of give stories that are more tech related. But again, the tips that I talk about not totally not totally exclusive to Just Tech. So what can you expect today? Look, I'm so excited to talk about this topic of interviewing. I interview, probably over the course of my career, I've interviewed a few hundred people for various different positions. And there's some common themes that people just don't do. And if they just tweaked their interview style just slightly... They would stand out. So I'm going to teach you these kind of te- these techniques and tools that you can use in your next tech interview to stand out among the sea of many. Um, to really showcase your skills and talents and abilities in a way that other people just don't do, and that'll automatically make you stand out and be memorable. So I'm going to walk through that. But first, over the weekend, um, I pulled a couple or a few of my ger- girlfriends who work in the tech industry, and I asked them what is the most ridiculous interview question you've been asked? So I'm going to read off some of my favorites, and then we're going to go through what to do if you get asked a ridiculous or illegal interview question. I'm going to walk through some illegal interview questions that if you're asked these questions, do not answer them. Do not feel pressured to answer them. And um, I will, I'll give you some more just tips on what to do if you're asked these questions, but just know that, um, don't have to answer every question you're asked in an interview. So we'll get to some illegal ones and ones that just are not okay to ask. Then we'll get to the pro tip section where I will teach you my favorite methods about how you can stand out and ace your next interview. Trust me, no one does these things. So if you do them, you will stand out. Um, I'm going to give you something free as well at the end of this episode, and I can't wait to tell you what that is. So um, it's something that you can use as you prepare for your interviews. So I'm really excited to announce um, a free giveaway as well. And yeah, that's pretty much what what I've got on today's uh, agenda for, for this episode. So let's get into it. Um, over the weekend, as I said, I, I interviewed my girlfriend, I pulled my girlfriends and most of us have 20 plus years in the, in, in the tech industry or the working industry. So trust me, over a group of five women, we've seen a lot, right? So here's some of the most ridiculous interview questions they've been asked. What is the first thing you think about when you wake up in the morning? What are your feelings on abortion? This was not for an abortion-related interview or something, a women's right type of women's rights or women-centered um, type of uh, position. This was for a um, well-known, very large company in the United States. Um, someone was asked, do you want to be interviewed in my hotel room? Another woman was asked, how many golf tee times are there in an hour in the US? Another question was, if you had a million dollars, how would you make it 10 million? I actually think that's a cool question and you could get really creative with that answer. Um, One of my personal doozy questions in the tech industry that just annoys a living daylights out of me is tell me about your technical skills. Are you technical? It's so broad. It's, it's just such an awkward question. It also discourages people who are new to the tech industry. It, it can be a confidence killer if if you have kind of a complex about not being technical enough, but you want a position that may not be super technical, but is still in tech. I just, I just hate that skill because I think it's, a, or that question, I think it's a confidence killer for a lot of people, myself included in the past, but not anymore. Um, why are your grades so bad? One of my friends was legit asked, This question by a a reputable um, investment banking company. Um, This one's kind of funny too. If you worked in a hotel and people complained the elevator was slow, what would you do? That's also, I I think that's kind of fun, A, a chance to show off some creativity. So just know in an interview, you can really be, anything can be thrown at you, right? You could be asked any of these types of questions that just knock you off your feet, but just know the motive I believe behind asking some of these ridiculous questions are to see how well you keep your cool and your composure, how quick you can think on your feet and how creative you can be to think outside the box. So rather than just kind of getting in your head about it in the moment and starting to spin and turning red in the face and be like, Oh my God, what do I say? Take a moment, take a deep breath, center yourself. There's no ticking clock that you must answer a an interview question within five seconds of being asked and take a pause and just think the deep breath will help center you. It will help keep you calm when you want to just kind of spin and freak out, but take a moment and see what comes up. Um, you might be surprised. So one of my friends to the, the question, what is the first thing you think about when you wake up in the morning? She answered, I'm hungry. (laughs) It it wasn't, I'm going to change the world or, or do, do something, you know, so like romantic, but it was, I'm hungry. And she ended up getting the job. Now, whether it was how she answered that question or probably a, a multitude of others in her skills and talents, but what I liked about how she answered that question was she was honest. And I think that's something that's really important to do in an interview is to figure out how to be honest and genuine, which we're going to get to a little bit later, um, but being yourself will help you weed out the companies that are not good for you and help you find the ones that are. Um, There's another category of questions that I think is slightly, it can go a little too far. So I don't know if any of you have been in the position where you've been asked to put together like a case study or some research or have been asked to build out like some sort of a deck that, that would take you. More than an hour to spin up. I have. I've been asked to put together a presentation um, based upon a past experience, and and I think that was fine. Um, it was a way to tell a story. They wanted to see probably my presentation skills, how I think, my thought process, how I break down problems and solve them. But I also know that there are interview prep, case study type of things that are requested of candidates to put together research to actually do some homework and solve a problem that the business who's interviewing you is trying to solve. Um, and I think that borders on getting free information and getting work done for free. So if, if you're asked by a, um, if you're asked by a company to do some research, put together a case study to help or to help solve one of their actual business problems, um, Obviously it's a case by case basis and this isn't a one size fits all answer, but if you're feeling uncomfortable or like, Whoa, this is way too time consuming. Or if you're just getting like a weird feeling in your gut, like, um, Hmm, I feel like they're trying to get some work for free here and some free ideas. And then if they don't hire me, I'm going to feel kind of like that was a lopsided agreement. Um, trust your gut on this one. And a couple of answers that, um, one of my my friends, a friend of the pod here, um, she'll remain nameless, but she she gave some really great tips, and I've never been asked this, but she has, and she said, um, you know, I'd be, you know, some things you could respond to is I'd be happy to do an old case study or a or a former case study of something previously done in my in a previous life, previous job, or I'd be happy to show you my thinking on my own past work or if you're super gutsy and this is like the ultimate like confidence move power play if you do this please write to me and tell you tell me you said this and tell me how it went this is the ultimate like boss move is sure i'm happy to put together this presentation i'd be happy to do this for a fee and i think the beautiful part about that response is it shows that you value your own time that you recognize that they're probably getting a lot of your intellectual capital for free and your time for free. Um, And so if you have the confidence and you're kind of okay, if you get the job or you don't, but you just want to try it out and see like, Hey, I wonder if they'll pay me for this. You know, maybe this is, this is a win-win for both of us. Um, I think that that statement is, I, I mean, golden. I, I, you know, I would, be more than willing to try this myself one day. Should I get asked this question? And I think that's a beautiful way of saying, Hey, I value myself and I value you. I'll help you. And, 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 you know, I'll get something in exchange as well. So those are just some ridiculous interview questions and moving on into the more illegal space. Um, you know, there are some of the ridiculous questions, definitely borderline onto illegal, um, you know, the hotel room asking, the feelings on abortion, like, wow, those are like just completely wildly inappropriate. And I would challenge and wonder if they're slightly illegal, but what is illegal? um, are, are kind of the, are any of those statistics about, you know, who, who you are, who you identify with, or like, how old are you? What are your religious beliefs? What is your ancestry, national origin or birthplace? What is your native language? Are you single, married, divorced, or widowed? Do you have any disabilities? Have you ever been arrested? What is your sexual orientation? Are your parents citizens? Do you have any children? And are you planning on having more women? This one. I can see many interviewers accidentally slipping up and just being like, do you have any kids? Not illegal and not relevant to the interview. And you are more than... Uh, empowered to say, I, I'm not going to answer that question. You don't have to answer that. And I got this list of questions from um, Columbia, Columbia university. They came up with a list of questions that are illegal in their career education department. So I'll, I'll include the link in the show notes and it's a great write-up just around, you know, how to, how to respond if you are asking being asked any of these questions. So if you want to read more, the link is in the show notes. So we've already covered like the ridiculous questions, the illegal ones. Let's talk about how to put you in the driver's seat and how to get you ready for your next interview so you can stand out, ace it, get multiple offers so that you can choose exactly what job you want. All because you showed up, you were prepared, you did an awesome job and you knocked it out of the park. So I'm here to help you knock it out of the park. These are simple things. Trust me, they're super simple, and no one does these things. They they don't. I I like every time I interview someone, I'm always hoping like, oh, is this going to be the person that that does this? And like nine point nine times out of ten, I have never interviewed somebody that does these things. And I have to give um, Tar- Target Corporation uh, some credit here. When I worked for Target, they gave us the structure and. Um, I thought it was wonderful. Um, it, it's been something I've applied throughout my career since I worked for them in the early two thousands. Um, not sure what their current interviewing structure is now, but I found this super helpful. So I'm going to give you the structure that they had us interview internally with, but then I'm also going to add on to it and tack on to just how to make an interview successful from start to finish everything that you can do on your end. So the first thing, You need to do your homework. Um, Look, most of the time when you're, when you're interviewing for a job or a position, you're sent the interview list of the people you're going to interview with in advance. Um, It's a huge miss to not go and Google the heck out of these people. Start with LinkedIn. Easy breezy. If you do nothing else, look them up on LinkedIn, understand what each of these people do currently. How did they get to where they are based upon their LinkedIn profiles, what they seem to care about. Like in in LinkedIn, you can see what they comment on and like what other organizations they are part of, if they choose to disclose that on LinkedIn, but do your research on these people and why this is important is because it will help you tailor the way you answer your questions so that it appeals to them. The way that you answer, answer a question asked by, you know, the chief marketing officer versus the, you know, director of ecom um who reports to the chief marketing officer the way you answer those two the same question to those two people should be different it's not a one size fits all when it comes to interviewing interviewing and and, and answering questions you have to tailor your your message and what you're trying to um you know, what you're trying to portray in a way that the person and the listener on the other side is going to relate to. So do, it starts with doing your homework and researching who you're interviewing with so that you can tailor your messages to their position, their level, and their experience. It also gives you something, if you have a chance in the interview, it also gives you something to have some rapport on. Maybe they, um, you know, are, I think there's a spot on LinkedIn where you can say what, you know, what, um, organizations you support, you know, what, what charitable causes you support. And maybe you have something in common, or maybe you're from the same hometown or you went to the same college, but looking, looking up the people who you interview with gives you rapport, will give you perhaps something that you can find common ground on, and it will help you answer their, um, their questions in a way that they're going to want to hear it. The next one, this is the meat of how to stand out. Um, you must, must, must do your homework and research the people interviewing you. You must. Don't go to an interview if you haven't researched the people. Like you may as well just bow out. That's that's number one. Number two is, okay, how do you structure your answers in a way that's going to ring true to the people asking you questions? How are you going to stand out? How are you going to speak and tell your stories and your and talk about your experience in a way that no one else does? So that when they're they've interviewed eight candidates for a role, you stand out. I'm going to give you the secret here. Um, so grab your pen and paper. Um, first, most most questions, a lot of interview questions, and a lot of companies are going to the to this um, style of interview questions is tell me about a time when. Okay, we could probably you probably all have had somebody ask me tell me about a time when. You, you had a conflict with a coworker. You had to communicate an unpleasant message. You had to change direction. You had to um, you know, solve a major problem that you didn't expect. Or I'm being very general here, but the, tell me about a time when our situation-based interview style questions. So what are you gonna respond with? You're gonna respond with an exact situation that happened to you, that your best shining moment. So you're gonna first tell them about the situation. So what was the situation? Lay of the land, what happened? Don't ramble and go into too much detail, but give them an idea of what it was like to be in your shoes in that situation. Then, this is where people go so wrong, but you're not going to. Then describe your behavior. What did you personally do in this situation? So many times people jump to, we did this, we did that, we, 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 and yes, we most of us work on teams. Teamwork is super important. I'll get to that in a minute, but you need to talk about what you specifically did in that situation to influence a change because the interview is not, the interviewer is not interviewing your team. They are interviewing you. And this is one of my biggest pet peeves when I'm interviewing somebody a, they start out with this like generic situation with all this jargon and acronyms and I can I can't even imagine putting myself in the position cuz it already confused me. So when you talk about your situation be as you know pretend you're, you're telling it to your your grandmother or your um you know your aunt um, who doesn't work in in your field or somebody that just doesn't work in or do what you your what you do talk about your situation in as layman terms laywoman terms as possible. Then describe your behavior. What did you specifically do to influence this situation? And then finally, what was the outcome? What happened? Don't leave them hanging. Oh, here's the situation, here's what I did. Okay, cool. Well, well, what was the outcome? What was the business impact? How did this change the business? How did this change the team? How does this influence your organization? What was the outcome that your behavior in this situation influenced? So name your situation, be as generic or generic, be as um, general as possible as if you were speaking to, um, okay, let me start over. Don't be generic or general. Describe this situation like you would to somebody that doesn't work in your industry and use enough detail where they can actually imagine putting themselves in your shoes. So don't ramble here, but be concise. Describe the situation. What was the problem that was happening? Um, describe your behavior, not we don't, don't use the, we (laughs) use the, I, this is what I did in partnership with my team. This is what I personally did to influence the situation. And here is the outcome I helped achieve or here was the outcome achieved because I did this. Um, Right there, naming the situation, your behavior, and the outcome will immediately set you apart from nine out of 10 interview candidates. And like I said, I've interviewed people of all levels, of all backgrounds, of all different skill sets, or many backgrounds, many levels, many skill sets, senior, junior, um, from the U.S., not from the U.S. Uh, I didn't ask them, though. (laughs) They told me. Um, You know, people just of different skill sets, of different, you know, just so many, just a multitude of backgrounds. And most of the people that I interview just don't give this formula. So I think if you do this, this will help the interviewer walk away with a clear picture of the types of situations you've dealt with, what you do in those situations, and how you can influence an outcome and ultimately how you would behave at their company if they were to hire you. So give real life examples always. I hear so many general generalities when I interview candidates um, that again, I'm like, are you making this up on the fly? So try to give as many real life examples as possible. And I'm going to give away something free at the end to help you um, come up with those real life examples. Actually, if you just want to go right now to hollynoel.com/interview. Grab your free interview organizer and get to work. Um, if you're like, Holly, I'm good. I need something to help me inter- organize my interviews. Just go to that link and grab your free interview organizer. I'm going to step through the rest. I'll give the link again in a little bit. But um, some other tips to stand out and, and ace your interview. Be concise. Don't ramble. That means Practice. Practice your interview to your dog, your cat, your spouse, your kid, your the mirror to yourself. Um, but practice saying it's one thing to write out or to think about your scenarios, but it's quite or your situations, I should say, it's quite another to start to talk about them. Um, so practice, practice saying them. Practice being concise. Practice articulating your situation articulating your behavior and articulating the outcome. And when you practice, it's going to come much more naturally for you. And it's going to be much more conversational and you're going to have a much lower level of stress in the interview itself, if you're prepared. Um, and then this is one of my favorite tips too, as you're thinking about these situations, right? Like In the interview organizer, I'm going to take you, it's an interview organizer where you're going to list every single like situation that you influence that you're proud of. And you're going to have these handful of scenarios. Let's say you come up with, you know, five to seven scenarios that you're really proud of that you did at work, that you stood out, you took action, you influenced an outcome with your behavior. Um, Have these handful of scenarios that can really be positioned to answer any question. So if you think about it, um, when I go to interviews, well, if I think about it, when I go to interviews, I have five to seven, uh, situations I'm most proud of. And no matter what I'm asked, I can kind of, uh, pivot these scenarios to be able to answer the question in a way that fully answers the question. So let's say, um, somebody once asked, if somebody asked me, like, tell me about a time that, um you missed a date and your, your team didn't, didn't your, your team missed a date or you missed a date. Um, I could also, let's pretend like my project missed a date because I forgot to, um, communicate or loop in, you know, one, one important team. I'm just making this up, but that could also be, that question could also potentially be used for, or that situation could also potentially be used for like, tell me about a time where you had to communicate an unpleasant message well, we missed a date or, um, you know, we missed a date. So we had to communicate this unpleasant message to our leadership team, to our vendors, whoever it is. So think about these, these situations that, um, were impactful. Um, what you, you know, I'll, I'll take my missing a date a little bit further. So here's what I did here. The date was missed. This is why it was missed. Here's what I did. And here's what the outcome was. That can be, that can be pivoted and used to answer multiple different questions. So think of meaty scenarios where something big happened that you were in charge of helping to solve. And then write those down in the free interview organizer, which go to the link hollynola.com interview, grab the interview organizer and this will give you a space to start writing these scenarios down. I'm also going to list a space um, where you can have um, the types of questions that this could answer. So unpleasant message, uh, missing a date, conflict. So that's that's really the spirit. Have a handful of scenarios that can be positioned to answer any question. Think about problem solving. Different categories it could be problem solving, dealing with conflict pivoting, communicating tough messages, Um, something where you did some analysis and and applied really critical thinking to solve a problem. But having these scenarios and having them be meaty enough where you can kind of position them in a way that answers the interviewer's question will help you be less stressed out in your interview. It will help you answer with calmness. It will show that you're prepared. um, And it will just help you be you know, less stressed out and, and be more conversational. Again, characteristics that will help you stand out. And then I um, always just balance this, you know, balance the eye with a team. Like, yes, I worked with my team and this is what my, I helped my team do. This is where I led the team to do this. Um, and think about, you know, how You know, always. you know, it's always great to be able to talk about what you do in a team setting. There's not many uh, workplaces that don't work in teams anymore. So think about how you balance your eye and your team, but make sure your focus is on what you personally did because they're not hiring your team. They're hiring you. And then last but not least. Always, always, always. This goes back to doing your homework. <laughs> um, Always have questions for the interviewer. So as you're going and doing your homework and you're researching the interviews on LinkedIn, open up a Word doc or Google doc, whatever it is, and like jot down two to three questions that you could ask each person that's specific to them. That shows that you did your homework about them. <laughs> Excuse me. So I was in, I had, I interviewed somebody recently and, um, it was uh, a very disappointing interview um he, the the person had a very good resume um you know on paper looked great and then when we got to the end of the interview the I asked I gave the person time to um to ask me any questions and I was fully you know expecting some questions about the organization or the job or my perspective or whatever it was and I asked the person do you have any questions for me and they said nope I'm good. I, I was able to get all of my questions answered by other people. Um, and, you know, I, I think I'm good. I don't have any questions. I'm excited about the job and that's it. And to me, that was such a turnoff because it, it showed like a lack of um, I guess it showed to me like a, a slight lack of just um, emotional intelligence in terms of thinking, like everybody is going to have their own unique perspective on the same question. So even if you have one question that you ask everybody the same thing, and you can at least use that question to uh, find themes or at least get, understand where the diverse thinking happens. That's always a good idea too, but promise me, you will never just say, nope, I'm good. Like silently just promise me, no, Holly, I will never say, nope, I'm good. Um, always have a question. Think of two to three questions for the interviewer. And if you ask the same question to the previous interviewer, so what? Ask it again to this person. You're probably going to get a really different answer and a different perspective, which is going to help you round out your decision on whether you even want to work for this company or not, or this person or this organization. So let me just walk through super fast, the pro tips to stand out and ace your next interview. One, do your homework. Research your interviewers on LinkedIn and elsewhere. Um, if if you have time permitting, but LinkedIn as minimum, so that you can tailor your messages to their position and their level. You can establish rapport with them. You'll know a little bit of some about them, of something about them as you go in. Use the situation, behavior, outcome framework. This will help you organize your examples, your scenarios. This will help you stand out and make what you say have impact with your interviewer. And it will help you be memorable because when people get back in a room and they're talking about the eight candidates they interviewed over the past week, they're going to remember your situation, behavior, and outcome because you're super specific and you told a story in this way. This will make you memorable give real life examples, but don't ramble, be concise. That means practice, 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 practice. You know, when you're rambling, I know when I'm rambling on this podcast. Um, In fact, I even say it sometimes. So don't ramble, be concise and practice, practice answering questions. Um, And then in that situation, behavior outcome format, Think of this hand of a handful of scenarios, five to seven scenarios that can be positioned to answer really any question. Categories could be problem solving, dealing with conflict, pivoting, communicating tough messages, analytical, analytical critical thinking. Um, so think about different categories that you could use for, you know, one one scenario could span multiple categories. So that will help you optimize your scenarios so that you can really pivot those and answer them no matter what question you get. You'll ha- you'll ha- you'll be armed with with scenarios that can get you through any question. And then talk about what you specifically did. Balance that with the teamwork, but talk don't you know, it's not humble bragging. You're here, they're interviewing you. They're here to hear about you personally. So talk about what you did and be proud and share your wonderful accomplishments. Um, you have a lot to, to give to an organization. So make sure you showcase that. And then always, always, always have questions for the interviewer. Always think of two to three questions that you can have, that you can ask the interviewer. It shows that you were prepared. It shows you care. It shows you are taking the interview seriously. And it, it also shows just another element of your interpersonal and relational skills. You're actually curious about the person sitting across from you on the screen or across the table. Curiosity in others goes a long way. So with that, Go to hollynull.com slash free, grab the free interview organizer, get started on creating your five to seven scenarios so that you're ready for your next interview. And you know what, if, even if you aren't interviewing right now and you just pop your interviewer, um, you know, that interviewer spreadsheet open once a week or once a month, and you just like document like what happened this week or what happened this month. I'm going to throw this in the interview scenario, um, in the interview organizer and so, when I do have an interview someday, I don't have to rack my brain and start from zero. That is the holy grail. If you could be, if you want to go a step farther, again, even if you're not interviewing, you can go in the interview organizer, throw your scenarios in there. They don't have to be perfect. Just write a couple notes. You can finesse it later, but then you won't forget. And you can also use these scenarios when you're building out your resume for that next job as well. So I hope you found this, this episode helpful. I hope you freaking ace your next tech interview, your next interview, no matter where it is. Get your free interview organizer. That'll help you stay organized. It'll give you a framework to use so that you can just start writing your scenarios immediately. And you can get to work. So hollynolg.com slash interview is where you can find the interview organizer. And then I've also included the link to the questions that are illegal in the show notes as well. That again is is from Columbia University. Um, Take a look at those. Remember, you're never obligated to answer any question that you don't want to or that you feel uncomfortable about asking. So don't ever feel like, oh, I'm put on the spot. I need to to expose myself in a way that's not comfortable. Um, Protect yourself, protect your boundaries. and, and just do what feels good when it comes to interviewing and, and, and getting that next job, um, what feels right. Your gut will tell you. So thank you friend for being here today. Um, it's been so much fun talking about this subject. I want to hear how your interviews go. Hit me up on Instagram at the consultant code, send me a note at Holly, Holly at hollynol.com or, um, you know, ping me on LinkedIn. I'm I'm at Holly Nolan LinkedIn as well. I really want to hear how this goes for you. And um, if I can be of any help, let me know. I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day. Thank you for tuning in. You literally could be anywhere across the millions of podcasts there are out there these days. You could be anywhere and you chose to spend your time here with me today. And I hope you found it valuable and I wish you nothing but the best in your next interview. Take care until next time.